allow me to pose this question. In this age of never-ending COVID news, in this age of transgenderism, in this age of vicious politics, is there anything in this world left that is even remotely real? That's my question today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Every day when I get up in the morning and start to prepare for this radio program, I need to wade through a tremendous number of emails. And some days it is a struggle. Now, recognize to do a program like this, I subscribe to a number of news sources, many of which I trust explicitly, some that I read just to see what other people think and also to watch the direction of how podcasts are going, uh, some of the radio programs or even video casts that are similar to what I do, to see what these people are saying and doing. And I've come to a number of conclusions that I'd like to share today, and also just share a few stories to remind you of the battle in which we are in. We live in this age of a 24-7 news cycle. All of this technology, our smartphones, our tablets, our computers, well, they have changed the landscape tremendously over the past two decades or so. Now let's go back 30 years ago, 1992. How many people had computers that were online? How many people went and checked emails How many people looked for news sources daily on an app? Well, nobody. Most of our news came from the conventional sources. Fox News didn't exist in 1992. We had CNN, kind of laid back, not near as political as they are today. You had newspapers, local newspapers, local radio stations, and and local TV stations, that pretty much was your news. And if you really engaged in watching national news on television, let's be honest, outside of the Today Show, which was vastly more tame politically than it is today, you waited for the evening news that only lasted less than a half hour with commercials maybe about 18 minutes total. That's it. Things have changed immensely, both good and bad. Today, today we have news cycles that need to be filled. And and it creates a problem for conservatives and even for those that are not conservative. They have to have stories. They They can't keep reading the same headline over and over again all day. What is important in this world? And I'm thinking about that today. All these news stories that we share, and we will continue to share many of these stories, they are just a snapshot of where we are as a society and where we are as a people. And I've learned something, too, over these past couple of decades. Don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything that is shared 
and don't make life-changing decisions based on a headline. There's a lot more there's a lot more to this life and there's things that are vastly more real than the illusions at times in which we live. And there are a lot of illusions out there. And some are perpetrated by those in public relations to make you think this, that, or the other. Those that are political influencers, that's the new term of the day, or social influencers or fashion influencers. And we get wrapped up in all of this that swirls around us. And we seldom, unfortunately, for many people, ever stop to think for ourselves. We jump on the cause celeb of the day. Support Ukraine, just to name one. I could do an entire program or two to discuss some of the problems that I have with this, well, blind following of supporting Ukraine. Now, I'm not condoning what Russia has done, but I'm certainly not excusing what Ukraine has been doing for a long, long time. That's the part of the story that never gets, never gets dealt with. And I find that thoroughly troubling. I was looking at a story the other day. And I, like I say, I'm just going to share a few news stories. Then we're going to move on. And I want to share some things that I believe are vitally important. And I know for many, you only hear this program on the weekend. You hear the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I appreciate you doing that. You can hear it as a podcast during the week if you like. You can even go to our website, Truth the Number Two Ponder, Truth Two Ponder.com. And all the latest episodes are right there in the front page. And you can even go to the archive that takes you back to the very beginning of this radio program. I want to share just a couple of stories that are not even related to each other. But it just goes to show how media and people are not truthful. And even those that are supposedly conservatives or claim to be are oftentimes, well, not truthful. So I ran into this story. And let's go back in time. You know, you remember at the end of the 2020 election... And a lot of people, myself included, maybe some of you not so much, but something didn't feel right about the election. Between COVID, between mail-in ballots, between drop boxes and all, I'm not going to dwell a lot on this story, but very quickly, I want you to understand something. Laws were broken in various states. The constitutions of those states were violated And there is absolutely zero doubt in my mind to this day that there were shenanigans in a number of states, in particular the swing states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. The vote numbers, the totals, everything, nothing felt right. And when you have just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ballots that you don't know where they came from, how they got into these boxes, 
how people could be breaking the law and dropping in handfuls of ballots, same person, multiple nights with multiple ballots. You knew there was something wrong. And we're being told that it was the most secure election. See, it was 2016 when the Russians were, were influencing, and that all turned out to be fraudulent. And you remember, and something disturbed me, and this just didn't feel right. In December of 2020, Attorney General Bill Barr made the claim, made the claim that there was no evidence of voter fraud. And of course, of course, CNN just broke in with the story back in December of 2020. We have some breaking news. The Attorney General of the United States, William Barr, has just debunked President Trump's claims of widespread election fraud. In an interview with the Associated Press, he said, quote, to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. And of course, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, you name it, New York Times, Associated Press, all of them just jumped all over that story. I mean, they couldn't let that one go. They kept beating that drum. Bill Barr, a confidant, a close person to, to Donald Trump, says there was no evidence of any kind of election fraud. And he kept repeating that a number of times, even after he left the office as attorney general. But guess what? There's a little thing called the Freedom of Information Act. And sometimes even people in low levels of government accidentally let the truth escape. It, it really does. And in this case, there is now proof. There's now proof that Bill Barr is and was lying at the time. He was a liar. Bill Barr lied to the American people saying that I've not seen any evidence. This past week, a former advisor to Trump by the name of Jeffrey Clark, he's the director of litigation at the Center for Renewing America, Made the, made the statement on another radio program. He said that the Center for Renewing America sent out some FOIA requests to 12 U.S. attorney districts in the 2020 battleground states. Now remember, Bill Barr sent out a memo on November the 9th of 2020 saying there should be investigations of the elections. And Jeff Clark now says, because of the FOIA request, they've come back from every district but one with no documents. In other words, no investigations were ever done as a result of the memo. There is only one of the 12 districts that has not yet come in, and that's the Eastern District of Pennsylvania to this day. The U.S. Attorney of the Eastern District asked to investigate issues in his district and Barr denied the request. Let me say that again. The U.S. Attorney of the Eastern District back in 2020 
made the request to investigate the many issues that were going on in his district. And Bill Barr, the attorney general, denied the request. In other words, he lied to you, to me, and now he's caught. But you want to know something? It doesn't make any difference. It never changes anything of late in this country. It's like we are foregone to be, you know, driving into the ditch. When you have people like Bill Barr, it reminds me of Mitch McConnell and so many others in the Republican Party. They love to be the loyal opposition. They don't have to do much except pretend they can fix it and they never do. Bill Barr lied to you. And now as the Attorney General, they say an evil people or an evil nation deserves evil rulers. Instead of Bill Barr, at least he was somewhat decent in his job, but he failed. He failed you, he failed me, he failed the Constitution, he failed the truth. Because he decided at the end of that election, I don't want to see it overturned because he was afraid of the violence and the riots and everything else. He had already seen what had happened with George Floyd in 2020. Police cars on fire, people dead, buildings set on fire, neighborhoods destroyed, violence, cursing, anger, injuries. You had Antifa dropping off frozen bottles of water to be thrown at people. Those are like throwing rocks. And then the evidence thaws. Bill Barr was more afraid of the reaction than the truth. He let a lie perpetuate for all the wrong reasons. I'm telling you, I don't know how to put this, but even within the ranks of so-called conservatives, I am very distrusting. And I believe that we are coming into a time. This is just my personal opinion. I'm not going to say that I'm some kind of a prophet here. But we're going to be coming into a time of, let's say, some additional tribulations upon the American people and the Canadian people and people all over the world. We're coming to a time because of our collective sin as a nation, as people. I'm not saying you or certain individuals. I'm saying the general population. And here now we know that Bill Barr lied. There was never investigation. So how could he make a claim that he's seen no evidence? Well, yeah, I know I can say it. I didn't want to see any evidence. So I have not seen any evidence. So there couldn't have been cheating. And I'm leaving before the end of the term. Notice how fast he ran and got out of town. Because I think he knew what the Democrats would do. See, it wasn't enough to win the election. They have to destroy Donald Trump. They have to destroy conservatives. They have to destroy anybody that supported him. They've got to normalize 
some really strange stuff for that to happen, and they've been doing it. And so I see politically what is going on, and I find it extremely disturbing that we're beginning to find that in so-called conservative circles, there were a bunch of people that were just being politically expedient and the truth didn't matter. They didn't want to know. They just figured they'd move along and, you know, for them in D.C., life goes on. It doesn't matter who's in office. If you're a bureaucrat, life goes on. If you're an elected official, life goes on and you play the game. If you're a Republican in this day and age, you're supposed to be just the loyal opposition. Don't you dare make waves in our town. We will let you bloviate on TV and Fox News, and you can go on the Hannity Show, and you can be on Laura Ingram, you can be on Jesse Waters, you can be on Tucker Carlson, but don't you make waves. Don't you dare Go beyond just speaking. No action. Do nothing. And Bill Barr was obedient. Bill Barr was perfect for that job. He knew how to bloviate on television. And when it when push came to shove in something that infects that that thoroughly infected the integrity of our voting system, he chose to turn his back on the American people, on the Constitution, and the law. And you wonder why. I don't trust a lot of people in our government. It's because they have lied to us and lied to us and lied to us. And and they rely... And they rely on, let's just say, our partisanship in in some cases. You know, the fact that I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat or I'm an independent or I'm a libertarian. It doesn't matter here in the United States. The same in any nation. They rely on your, shall we say, if you're a party member, to toe your line. You know, Bill Barr, the best way to describe it, and many people were saying it, Even before the 2020 election, there were people that were conservatives that had raised an alarm about Bill Barr and the fact that he had what many people called deep state ties going back a long way. He's been in in and out of private practice. He's done the think tank stuff. He's done it all. He's he's, he's done the the typical money-making route. And so he comes back in as attorney general, knowing that it's just going to feather his nest down the road, regardless whether Trump wins re-election or not. It doesn't make any difference. I think that he knew, you know, honestly, let's be honest about something. Bill Barr was the attorney general. The FBI was under his department. And in the time that Bill Barr was attorney general, they made a lot of noise about a few people at the FBI, but they never dug that deep. Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, those two attempted to commit treason 
insurrection against the United States using their official capacity in the FBI. We're going to come up with, he's not going to win. We're going to ensure it. Well, how does an FBI agent say we are going to ensure it? I talked with Andy, you know, (laughs) guy in charge on the seventh floor at the FBI. We're going to make sure he doesn't get elected. You had a Department of the United States government under the Attorney General. Now, remember, in 2015, 2016, it wasn't yet Bill Barr. It was still under the Obama Attorney General. Loretta Lynch, remember her? Uh, she followed Eric Holder, who has, was the Attorney General first under President Obama, The guy said, you know, that uh, you kick them when you're down, when they're down. Really nice guy. Yeah, Loretta Lynch, who had the tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton, just to discuss grandchildren. This was before the 20, or the 2016 election. When Hillary Clinton had committed vastly worse things than Trump is being accused of, which are not, we'll get into that in a minute. That entire situation with Trump is getting out of hand. But then again, you know, we went from Eric Holder to Loretta Lynch to Bill Barr. And then for a very brief time, we had an acting attorney general, a man that actually had integrity that probably should have been the attorney general, but never had the time to do what was going to needed to be done. Bill Barr had the time. And he chose not to touch it and to fade off into the financially lucrative sunset that those in Washington always do. And then Merrick Garland is in there. And that same FBI that tried to commit treason and insurrection by using the power of their office to spy, to plant fake information in the news media, to destroy an individual, and nothing has ever really been done. Oh, they have been, you know, struck in page. They, they dealt a little. They, they, they had to deal with a few things, but not what they. They should be in prison. I mean, serving twenty-five years to life for what they did. So should the former director of the FBI. Yeah, you remember him. James Comey, another one that should be in prison, not writing books. Using the power of their office to to influence an election. It's illegal, but they did it. Hillary Clinton, all the violations, you know, violating government Policy and protocol is a crime. The way she did it with a server in, a, in in her basement and then in the bathroom of a some little IT company. Yeah, ClintonMail.com. And they said, oh, these are just, no, no reasonable prosecutor would ever go after her, so let the election continue. I really believe that they thought at that time, and I'm going to go on record saying this, and you'll, and, and the more I've been reading and the more I think and the attitudes and all that was done I believe at the time that they that that 
that James Comey had that press conference in July of 2016 was to put to rest and take it out of the headlines. Remember, from Labor Day on, people get really jazzed up about any election. As you get into October, you look for the surprises. And they wanted to take this off the table. So do it in July when people are still enjoying their summer. And by September, October, it's yesterday's news for the independents. It's off the radar screen. No reasonable prosecutor. And now you have the same FBI, the same reprobate FBI leadership, the same reprobate, and I call them that for a reason. I'm not being facetious. I am being as emphatically correct as I can be. They fit the bill. The same reprobate attorney general, they're using the power of the FBI like Hitler used the Gestapo. Kind of reminds me of Stalin and his prosecutor. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. They're going to intimidate, use their power, break the law, and then just kind of, you know, retreat back a little bit. Now, I, I, I said all of this in this segment just so you understand that we are in a place where even the so-called conservatives we think we can believe in can't be believed. So what is really true? What, what really has meaning? And I, I, think, I think of all those people that I know, and I have friends that produce videos, they have their like little television programs, uh, they have radio programs, and I, I know people that their audiences are vastly larger than mine, and they're in it for making a living. And most of them that I know make a really good living at what they do. And sometimes I find that a bit disturbing. The heroes that so many of us, or so many of you maybe, not me so much anymore, the heroes that we have in, in our media, they're all millionaires too, or and some are trying to get there. I, I've often debated with this program to to help it grow. Should I have ever had advertisers? Should I do this, that, or the other? And I just, I, I'm always scared of, I, I don't want to compromise the content because of an advertiser. It's better to be beholden to you, the listener, in that regard. I debate it. You know, I'll see these people, they start out their, their programs and they talk about all the wonderful things they're going to do and all the super secret inside information they have. And I've watched some for several years, some for a year or less, and I've been observing. And I see this, this trend. They share a lot of really tantalizing news headlines on many of the topics. And they almost sound believable. And then you find out that they have a mix where they've picked up stories they probably should not have picked up. And people, you know, just grasp onto those stories. And I'm amazed. And I, I can think of several ministries, one that I even worked for at one time, that have made that mistake of grabbing onto a story that ended up not being true. Did they ever admit they were wrong? Of course not. They moved on to something else. 
and others they they look for the most weirdest headline and and story that is you know hard to well there's no way to vet it for me i've come to conclude there's plenty of stories that i can vet there's plenty of stories that are real and that's what i want to share with you I don't want to have to come back in six months and say, you know that story I said about this, that, or the other? I was totally wrong. I don't want to have to be put in that position, which is why I oftentimes pass on stories that some of you suggest that I I run with because I get an uneasy feeling. Oh, man, great headline. People will listen to the program, and if they believe it, I know programs on on radio on shortwave that that have all this super secret intelligence and it turns out at the end of the day not to be exactly what they said i don't want to be put in that position and then many they get involved with you know selling prepper supplies and and gold and silver and and all that and you know there's nothing wrong with being prepared there's nothing wrong with that but I don't want to gear the radio program to uh, for the sake of advertisers and I may do that with the podcast only from the standpoint of getting more podcast exposure I'll never make a dime out of it probably but you know I've thought about it I'll talk about that some other day you know maybe at the midpoint of the program have a 30 second or something break in there and I may get nothing out of it, but it may help in expanding the reach. For me, doing this radio program is not my livelihood. It's a calling. And I'm really called more to the things of God and his kingdom than I am to the secular world and politics and elections and all that. I need to point things out to you. I need to show you the direction that our country is going. And on the other side of the break, I've got a few things from both the United States and Canada and elsewhere that I'm going to share very quickly. And then I'm going to do what I always do on the weekend. I'm going to put it in the light of God's word because see, that is the one thing that is real. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my word, my word, it's forever. If you believe in this ministry, I'm going to ask you a favor to keep it on shortwave radio. Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, we have a new mailing address, real easy. If you've been using the old one, it's still going to catch up all the way to the end of October. But the new address is a lot easier. So make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Post Office Box 510. We are in the city of Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319, 24 Three, one, nine. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Actors and real people coming up. Shalom Alechem. 
Peace be to you, my friend. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, think about this. What's the difference between actors and real people? Well, actors speak the lines, walk through the park, go through the motions because they're following a script. But real people, they don't follow a script. They, they don't act to go through the motions. They do it because it's them. It's from their heart. It's real. The question, one, the question here now for you is, which one are you? Are you an actor? You're a real person. In the Lord, if you're just doing good because you have to, you're following a script because you're trying to conform to a law, that's nice, but it's not it. That's the old covenant. People did things because they had to. You're doing it because you have to. You're going through the motions of it. You're an actor then. But in the new covenant, it's not about just saying the right things, doing the right things. It says, it says in Jeremiah, I will write the law in their heart in the new covenant. It will come from the inside, from the heart. You, you don't do things because you have, you do it because you have love in there. You love because you want to. You don't covet because you don't want to covet because you have God's spirit in because it's coming from you because it's coming from God in you. God calls us not to act like children of God. He calls us to be children of God. God doesn't want you to play the part of a saint. He wants you to be a real saint by living in his spirit. Get beyond the requirements of the law. Get into the heart of God. Believe the love of God. Get it into your heart, mind, soul, and strength so you can do and want his desires. Seek to hear God. Seek to seek with every ounce of your being to make his will your will, his love your love. Because God didn't call you to act the part. He called you to be a real person, a real saint, a real child of God. Want more? Ask for Thou Wilt on CD. Now, how do you like to receive something so awesome? It's been hidden for 2,000 years, never before anywhere else, as far as we know, revealed. The awesome Mystery of the Temple doors on CD and Sapphire's guaranteed to help you become strong in, in the Lord and victorious. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed with your free gifts, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, the Jewish people, and all the unreached peoples on five continents. How? Through shortwave radio, we can blanket the earth. It's amazing. The farthest way you could ever spread the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's the address. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Be real, be good, be real good with the Lord. Shalom and peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah or Haulam, the light of the world. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've got a few quick news stories that I want to share with you a little bit in quick succession. This to give you a little taste of what is going on. Some of these stories you may be familiar with, others may be news to you. And even though they will be seemingly unrelated, all of them actually have a common thread. Saw this story that that came out uh, not long ago about how you don't trust Google. You know, Google's one of the most 
largest, wealthiest corporations in the world started out in a garage. And they deal with about 5.6 billion with a B searches per day. And they control currently about 90%, if not more, of the global search traffic. Now that's a, that's a lot of responsibility and that's a lot of power. And here's what we know. Search for something is just another way of saying Googling it and watching a video means using YouTube, also a Google subsidiary. YouTube is the second most popular search engine in the world with 2.3 billion with a B users and 1 billion hours of videos watched each and every day. In other words, Many people's minds, their political beliefs, and their worldviews are being inseparably linked to what Google tells them. Because so many people, and I don't care if you live in Zambia, I don't care if you live in New Zealand, I don't care if you live in New Jersey. Google is controlling what you see, and they're not, they're not objective. In other words, they're not open. They're controlling what you see. They actively censor what we see. They actually push what they want you to see. Back in August of 2019, a senior engineer, Zachary Voorhees, he leaked 950 pages of internal alphabet Corporation, which is the parent of Google and YouTube and their documents of a blacklist and their machine learning algorithms to help rig, hear what I just said, rig the 2020 election. In other words, they were doing something that is blatantly illegal. That's called a gift in kind. That's a political contribution. And it shows that the blacklist had all of these conservative websites which were censored. They were censored. Apple was doing it. Android News Search Results was doing it. Google was doing it. And here are some of the places that they were minimizing. And I'm looking at the length of the, of the real length. It's, it's unbelievable. But, you know, things like Western Journal, Daily Caller, Red State, Gateway Pundit, Stephen Crowder, Michelle Malkin, Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, back in the day, all made the blacklist. All made the blacklist. Even Christian organizations were minimized. Christian Post, Christian Today, Christian News and others were minimized. Young conservatives minimized, and, and the list goes on and on. This was tech censorship. This was tech censorship. You know, he went on to say that back in 2016, right after the election, when this whistleblower, this guy that exposed all of this at Google, when he showed up for work in San Bruno, California at the Google office, everybody was losing their minds. They were crying and talking like a close relative had died. 
everywhere the employees were just angry about the election and they were going to do something about it. Google co-founder Sergey Brin said in an all-hands company meeting, I certainly find this election deeply offensive. I know that many of you do too. Many people apparently don't share the values that we have. And they're going to do something about it. And they did. And as far as I'm concerned, what they did is illegal. And they should be fined into absolute and total bankruptcy because they broke the law. They shouldn't be getting some little fine and get away with it. They broke the law. The sooner, the sooner that happens, the sooner we actually enforce the laws of this country, maybe we can get back to freedom. Another story. To show you the value of human life in California, we know that California is seeking to become a, of course, they claim to be a sanctuary state, but they want to be a sanctuary abortion state. In other words, hey, if your state doesn't allow abortion, come to California and get your abortion here. We, we can take care of your needs. And residents of California will soon have the opportunity to compost their earthly remains after they pass away. Composting human remains is now legal in California. And you now can be plant food. That's what it boils down to. Beginning in 2027, this legislation will go into operation in California. I guess with all the abortions they anticipate, they don't want to ha- they want to just be able to deal with it like medical waste or fertilizer. Because the value of human life has been minimized in California. Of course, they wanted you afraid of a virus. They wanted you running around wearing face coverings all the time. They wanted you to be mandated to take experimental vaccines. They wanted to segregate you. And they claim to be free. The only thing that is free in California is getting away with certain levels of pretty well disingenuous sinning. Here's another story also out of California where human life is no longer valued. How hospitals are mutilating children and one day will look back in shame and horror. University of California, San Francisco at their website, though they're trying to hide it now. By the way, anytime they try to hide something at a website, let me give you a little bit of advice. Look for the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. It is a project that takes snapshots of websites, and you can find what they're trying to hide. That's how you can find this stuff today. And they write, University of California at San Francisco, as youth are transitioning at an increasingly younger age. Did you hear that? As youth are transitioning at an increasingly younger age, genital surgery is being performed. Now understand, this is a big step and it's irreversible. But in a few sentences, University of California shows their intellectual and moral bankruptcy 
There's no medical reason for this for young children. But somehow we have sexualized our children. Disney is no longer family-friendly. Don't buy anything from Disney. Don't spend a dime on any of their products or locations or their cruises or their hotels. I'm done with Disney because Disney is done with being decent. In the lack of any real evidence, providers must rely on the expert opinion of innovators and thought leaders in the field. That's what, that's what they're saying. And so based on people's opinions, without any scientific data, they're doing these surgeries. How does a five-year-old or an eight-year-old understand they're in the wrong body? Yet we're being told we have to believe that that is totally and absolutely true. Now, another story out of Canada. There is a nurse under investigation for allegedly a transphobic social media activity. And this uh, hearing got underway in British Columbia. Her name is Amy Ham. She's a nurse in Vancouver, founding member of the Canadian Women's Sex-Based Rights and a frequent contributor to the Postmillennial, a publication. Over the past six years, she has written and spoken about what she believes to be the harmful impact of gender identity idolo- uh, I, you know, ideology on women and children. Yeah, it's an idol. It is idolatry in its own way. And she's facing a disciplinary hearing. Why? Because she doesn't believe in the concept of, of all this transitioning. And they claim she made some terrible statements. You know something? She could face trial for not saying biological sex. You know, for saying she could face trial in British Columbia for making the statement that biological sex is scientific and real. See, now it's opinions. Has nothing to do anymore with reality. You know, she's a private citizen and she's free to express her views. And it shouldn't even be the college's concern. But the fact that she did, they are now pursuing her for disciplinary action. The thought police want to control every aspect of your life. And now here's one more. Here's one more I want to share. And this comes, you know, you have to, you have to wonder what is happening within the Christian faith. We're coming down to a remnant. You know, Jesus, when he was on this earth, he got everybody upset because he reached out to prostitutes and he ate with tax collectors and other evil people of the day. Now, he did that. He came for the sick, for the sinners. But understand something that the left side, you know, the the leftist so-called churches of today fail to understand. The Lord ate with them, spent time with them, ministered to them, but he never blessed their sin. Never. Instead, he challenged them to sin no more and follow him. 
today's apostate churches want you to celebrate your sin. You have Flemish bishops that are causing a bit of a a stir within their own church bodies, reaching out uh, to those living in a homosexual lifestyle, and they're trying to come up with a a blessing for same-sex couples. This shows how far some churches are departing the faith. We know many churches in the United States and Canada and England and New Zealand and Australia, they've already done it. And in Sweden and in the Netherlands and that whole region. You know, I don't have time to read this whole passage, but I'm just going to share real quickly. Ezekiel chapter 6, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set thy faith face toward the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. And say, mountains, hear the word of the Lord. And, and it goes on and on how what God will do. He'll, your altars will be destroyed and desolate. Your images broken. I'll cast down your slain men before your idols. And I will lay the dead carcasses of the children of Israel before their idols. And I will scatter your bones around the altars. And your dwelling places, the cities, shall be laid to waste. And the high places shall be desolate, that your altars may be laid to waste and made desolate. And your idols may be broken and cease. And your images may be cut down and your works may be abolished. And then he says, but I will have a remnant. I will have a remnant. You know, it, it is true with those in the Christian faith. Many of the churches have gone worshiping idols and other gods. They've turned their back on God's word. And God is going to deal with it. But there is still that remnant. I'm still in the church business in part of my life, and I need to spend more time with it. I really do. I really do. And more of us that are of the Christian faith, you know, building a church is not moving Christians laterally from one building to another because you have a better PA system or maybe a better light show or or a better gymnasium. We need to be building churches for those that have never heard the gospel, have never been in a church, that know nothing of it, whose parents walked away and never raised them in the faith. Unfortunately, we're not going to be the biggest group around. We're coming to that point of being a remnant church. And I, and I know for many of you that are hearing what I'm saying, it's hard to want to accept that. Oh, I know in certain places where this program is heard is in, in the Bible Belt. You know, the churches are still practicing. They're, they're not being singled out yet like in Illinois and Chicago and and New York State and other places where they have to deal with all kinds of oppression. That oppression is only going to be getting worse because if you don't believe in same-sex marriage, if you don't believe in transgenderism, if you don't believe in all this nonsense that's being perpetuated, you're going to be considered some kind of a phobic that needs to be dealt with. By the power of government. 
But let me tell you something. Allow me to share a thought with you. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. The true church, the true believers in this earth may be small. They may not have a big building. They may not have a huge internet presence because Google is going to minimize it. But those that need to hear the gospel are going to hear it. And those that are called to share it are going to have to share it. Period. We live in a very dark time. We see the church trying to make everybody happy to keep people from leaving and compromising the things of God. God will not be mocked. His word will not be compromised. And though we may be small in number, we will have the power of God's Holy Spirit with us. Because even though we are small, we are mighty because I've never seen the righteous forsaken, as the psalmist said, nor his seed begging for bread.
never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. If you ever feel in need, if you ever have worries or doubts, grab your Bible, read Matthew chapter 6. Not very long, it'll just take you a matter of minutes to get through it. And there is so much wisdom in that book. This is where Jesus explains the Lord's Prayer and how how our Father in Heaven understands all of our need. He reminds us to not lay up treasures upon this earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break in through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in Heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And then a little bit later, he reminds us you can't serve two masters for you'll either hate the one and love the other or hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. And then he reminds us of what how God takes care of the lilies of the field, the birds and all of it. And he says this, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles seek shall be added unto you. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow will have sufficient thought of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We have a lot in this world to deal with, but we cannot fight it if we are not spiritually empowered and ready. You can't go to war without your weapon. And too many of those that want to do spiritual battle are not spiritually prepared. That's why we do this radio program. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider helping us stay on shortwave radio? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510. That's P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code is 24319, 24319. You can find out more about us at our website and other ways you can support this ministry. And until next week, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.